Welcome to the Geek Explorer on Off Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And um, yeah, let's have a chat. Let's talk. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. I guess we can do it now. Oh, it's fun. Um, so I guess just a, a little heads up. If there's any problem with the audio quality, it's not because Ben was slacking. It's because I left my good mic at home. Uh, we I was not expecting to be recording today. Now John sleeps with it next to next to him in bed. He likes to cuddle with it. And, I uh, I actually keep my field recorder going with it on there and put it by my butt so I can get those those sleepy farts. Man, when you're holding those sleepy farts all night and then you like roll over in the middle of the night or in the morning and just have a nice big loud explosive one, I fucking love it, dude. <laughs> middle of the night or morning farts are the best i've had a few moments in my life where i've been really proud and, and anytime annie tells me i woke her up with a fart that's one of them yeah it's up there on the list yeah it goes back and forth as to uh whether i wait for angelina to be out of the room you know sometimes i'm like okay i'm not gonna do it to her but sometimes i'm like oh i feel it it's gonna feel great it's gonna sound great and she needs to appreciate it I usually wait for Annie to walk into the room. <laughs> <laughs> so how you been, John? Oh, shit. I was going to ask you that. Um, I've been all right. Yeah. Same same old, same old, man. Nothing changes. I went swimming for the first time this last week. Oh, shit. Is it swimming time already? Um, it was for a couple days. It got up into the, uh, into the low 80s, and it was dry. And uh, yeah, the kid bugged me into going to the pool. And we did, and it was cold. I was going to say, I bet that pool was very cold. Yeah, I got used to it, but not that used to it. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was playing with the kid. If I wasn't, I would not have been there. Yeah, it was probably like low 60s pool i imagine this time of year yeah i couldn't even tell you I, I don't even know what the numbers mean as far as water temperature i know if it gets into the 80s and 90s it's good and warm it's too warm yeah no, 90 like degree hot water that's the way my mom always liked it and that's uh it just doesn't feel refreshing at all it's like you're swimming in sweat yeah it was like uh when we went out to georgia to visit your mother-in-law that one time when we were working yeah. on that dock um on the lake there i remember like dunking my head underwater and coming out and not feeling refreshed like it was only when we got on the the wave runner and you were going like 40 miles an hour and there was that wind hitting you while you were wet that was when i when i actually felt cooled down but yeah it's it's a gross feeling i imagine that's what it's like living in the south yeah it's it's an accurate analogy yeah the gulf of mexico is like that too it's just like hot tub warm no well, not quite hot tub i mean it's like but it's like in the high 80s and it's it's just yeah it's like getting getting in a shower after you've worked really hard outside and you're super hot and like the shower itself is hot too it's like oh this is so gross the worst. that happened to me yesterday <laughs> um but i think other than that things are okay i don't know i got another eye surgery coming up Woo! yeah i'm really excited i've uh, got my taxes did today boy you're this is, yeah. Things are happening. Holy shit. And they're all really, really interesting. Everything's coming up, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it. How about you? I not much went camping this weekend and uh, it'd been a while and it was nice. Yeah. It was a good time. Went down to the, to the beach and uh, got sand in my mustache, which was kind of lame. Like we were playing, we played capture the flag and it was like the, it was with the Boy Scouts and it was like the older boys versus the younger boys and parents. And, uh, yeah, I captured that flag. 
Oh shit! Yeah, I snuck up right behind those guys, like in the dark, and like the the flags a lantern, so I was able to like stealth my way around behind him and grab it, and then just like booked it down this giant sand hill and ate shit at the bottom of it. <laughs> but it was like right at the border of where you had to get the the flag to, and so I like I tossed it as I was falling, and one of the other kids grabbed it and brought it the the last like five feet. Okay, I was gonna say like, did you have a heart attack afterwards? Because I don't. I don't think long distance running in sand is really what we do anymore at no, our at no, our age. It is not. It was downhill, thankfully, so that made it easier. Yeah, you had gravity helping you. But it you. also made the impact greater. And I got just like sand in the face and like it was like <laughs> I'd shake my mustache and sand would fall out. It was it was awful. Man, you weren't even <laughs> drunk. Yeah, right? Or were you? I don't know. No, I Scouts. was not. But yeah, so that was fun. I I, I felt uh you know, I'm kind of, I'm getting old. I'm kind of out of shape. So the fact that I could uh, outrun some teenagers was pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't that, think that was going to happen. I mean, to be honest, teenage Boy Scouts, I'm kind of surprised yeah. by that. They, they like, they, a bunch of them said like, oh, you're really fast, Mr. Robinson. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I may look like a fat old man and I, I am, <laughs> but, but you couldn't catch me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, proud moment. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I loved Capture the Flag when I was a kid, especially, you know, back in Scouts when we'd have outdoor activities or like up at um, what was affectionately known as the Mormon Center. Um, and I guess it's Rancho Cordova right outside of Folsom. Like now it's the temp- it's the Mormon Temple. But it used to be a um, an Aerojet like recreational area. So they had like basketball courts and a swimming pool and just a giant outside area with all sorts of playground shit for their kids too, I guess. And like workout stuff, like pull-up bars and shit. And we'd go there at night and oh, and there were tons of trees too. And playing capture the flag out there was fucking great. Like it's it's a good feeling when you're, uh, like you said, when you're going into stealth mode. Yeah. In the dark. It's cool. Like I was hiding in the grass and like someone would walk by me and not see me. And it was like, hey, hey, hey I got you, yeah. sucker. Yeah. That's where the hypothesis started that I'm immune to poison oak. I still avoid it because I don't want it to get me. <laughs> yes. But I remember um, playing capture the flag at a different spot, actually just up the road at uh, Green Valley, that, that church there. And realizing the next day when we went to church that Preston and I were crawling around on our bellies in poison oak and neither one of us had any reaction to it. So I was like, all right. Fuck yeah, but I I don't I don't want to test it. Yeah, same here. Like I've 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 never had it, and I've been around it a lot, and uh, I still treat it like it's fucking radioactive. You've never you've stuff. never had it, huh? Mm-mm. I would have assumed you would. Our buddy Daniel, he got it real bad. He got didn't it all he? the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember going on a uh, on a scout trip when we went whitewater rafting up on the Klamath. Our buddy Art got it all over his body, like his entire body. There was just like oozing fucking leaking sores all over himself and it started on his dick i was gonna say did he get it on his ding dong because i've known a couple people that got that and uh fuck yeah Yeah, that's no good like uh our buddy bo was peeing into a giant poison oak bush and didn't realize it and got it all over his dick oh jeez. and it was funny like our scout masters even though we were mormon scouts he he did say i can't remember the the name of the kid he referenced but he was like hey didn't you have that on your butt last night I was like, oh, that was, that was fun. Uh, Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, didn't we do an episode on that? We did. I don't think I shared that. Oh, well, there in you that go. episode. Bonus content. So, yeah. Uh, what's been going on? What's, what's happening in the world? So, um, I mean, I'll, I'll start with something light. That war in Ukraine. 
Oh, shit. Elon Musk, I don't know if you saw this, he tweeted out a challenge to, uh, he challenged Vladimir Putin to single combat uh, over the fate of Ukraine. Basically, like, Vladimir Putin, you come here, I will fight you, and whoever wins, like, if I win, you get the fuck out of Ukraine. And I guess if Putin wins, then Elon Musk forfeits Ukraine. I'm not really sure what Putin stands to gain out of this fight other than kicking Elon Musk's ass. Whoa. Unsurprisingly, the Kremlin has not responded. But a bunch of, like, Russian officials did, and they were like, Putin would whoop your ass, dog. <laughs> Except in Russian. I don't know how that translates. Yeah, yeah. It'll sound ugly, I'm sure. Sorry, Russians. <laughs> your, your, your language sounds ugly. Um, wow. I didn't hear that at all. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It would be so cool if you did. Honestly, I don't know if he could take Vladimir Putin. Like, I mean, Vladimir Putin's pretty old. Like, he's, I think he's in his 60s now. But he looks like he's in, you know, decent shape when he's doing, like, photo ops on the back of horses without a shirt. And Elon Musk has never struck me as a big or well-constructed man. You know, I've never seen him with his shirt off, so maybe he's, like, jacked. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I could see Elon Musk being, like, one of those, um, one of those like, Silicon Valley types that, that you know, they're, they're not, like, athletes, but they get into something like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or something, yeah. you know, like, like they, yeah. they, they love combat like that. I don't, I don't see him being like a kickboxing champion, but he's got time to go to the gym. He's got so much fucking money. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he could be. I, Fuck. Can you, can you imagine if that actually happened? And he, it wasn't boxing. He challenged him to single combat. So I'm imagining like Thunderdome. Yeah. I don't do pay-per-view. I would pay-per-view the shit out of that. Absolutely. It would be awesome. Wow. Can you imagine like, like. It's like Rocky Four, but for real. Yeah. You know, like not symbolic, <laughs> like, like an actual yeah. literal uh, representation of what Rocky Rocky Four represented. But I mean, like, what does he get? Like, so if Putin wins, does he get all Elon Musk's money? Yeah. Or like, do, I mean, does like, like Elon Musk like donate uh, money to the Russian military? Something. Yeah. Like, because uh, he can't give Putin Ukraine. He just, he doesn't have Ukraine. No. So like, he he's like, I'll, I'll go beat the shit out of Zelensky afterwards. Elon Musk's, uh, he's, he's a little nuts. Like, he says weird shit on yeah. Twitter all the time, but uh, I would love to see this backed up. Yeah. That would be fucking great. I've, I've said for years, that's they should just re resolve stuff that way. Like, you know, two presidents fucking throw down, beat the shit out of each other. Whoever wins, wins the war. Done. Well, yeah, and wasn't that how they did it, in the at least in the movie uh, Troy? Like, in the beginning, they, you know, there were two warring factions, and they each sent out their champion. And that's what decided it. And fucking Brad Pitt's Achilles just runs up and stabs dude in the fucking yeah. neck or shoulder and, and it's over. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it it doesn't seem over because there was a lot more war in that movie. Yeah. Maybe it was a different war. Though. There was some personal know. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to watch that again. I'm, 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 I remember enjoying it a lot, especially knowing that uh, that it was Wolfgang Peterson's first movie after he was going to do the Batman versus Superman movie. And that he adapted like concepts from, you know, oh, like his, really? yeah, that it was like a that. spiritual baby of that. Like Hector was Superman and Achilles was Batman. Interesting. Yeah. But it's not like a literal, like, you know, universal soldier. The script was originally Masters of the Universe too, but they just like adjusted that. I don't see that one at all though. Who was he man? I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. Maybe really? it wasn't Universal Soldier. Maybe it was 
Cyborg? I don't know. It was one of those movies. And I think it had, yeah, it had, I'm pretty sure it had Dolph Lundgren in it also. Dolph what, Lundgren's in Universal. Yeah, it's in it Van Damme. Van Damme. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, Dolph Lundgren's definitely the bad guy in that movie. Yeah. So I don't think he would have been He-Man. Curious. I'm going to have to look into that one. That's that's an interesting one. I'm going to look it up right now because I'm, I'm surprised it didn't come up during our Masters of the Universe episode. Or maybe it didn't. We don't remember it. But we also had a lot to talk about. Oh, okay. Yes, it was indeed Cyborg, not Universal Soldier. I am not as familiar with the plot of Cyborg. Me either. I haven't seen that one either. There's a lot of cheesy 80s slash early 90s schlock that I should have seen that I have not. I'm glad I can at least correct myself in the moment so people who are getting pissed at my inaccuracies uh, only have to be pissed for a moment. They go, okay, at least he... At least he checks himself. <laughs> um, let's see. What do I got on my list? I've got a few things. I was going to ask, did you see the uh, the trailer for Star Trek Strange New Worlds? But I know you did because I told you to do it. Yes, you did. Like, yeah. like an hour ago. And uh, I did. And I'm hoping it's going to be good. Yeah, it's still pretty vague. It's a teaser. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I watched the first season of Discovery and wasn't thrilled. It was like the movies. I enjoyed... The reboot movie. The first one? Yes. Okay. I enjoyed them progressively less as each one came. And it was like, it was a decent taste for like a movie. Like it was cool seeing Star Trek in a movie again because it'd been a while. Yeah. But uh, it was all action and, you know. Entertainment. Spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. And we hate that. Well, yeah, that's not why I go to Star <laughs> Trek at all. That's fair. And uh, Discovery was kind of, I mean, it was it was in that same vein as the movies. And it's, you know, it was it was okay, but it wasn't really... You know, it just didn't feel like Star Trek to me. Yeah, it's not It's not what you go to Star Trek for. Yeah, like other stuff does that shit better, I guess. I don't know. I, it wasn't bad, but it was okay. And this looks, you know, with a name like Strange New Worlds, and they're doing the, you know, the the Enterprise again, but with uh Going back Captain to Christopher Pike. Pike, yeah. Yeah. Which they did do in the J.J. Abrams movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, but it, this is in the, t- like, the TV universe and that movie universe are separate. So, yeah. like, it does, you know, this is in the prime universe, it sounds like. And so, um, you know, if it's if it's more traditional Star Trek stuff, I would really be thrilled by that. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of surprised because, um, I mean, longtime listeners will not be surprised by the fact that I'm, uh, that I'm not a big Star Trek fan. I, I just, I don't have the, the same love for it. You know, I wanted the spectacle and the action of Star yeah. Wars. So I liked the new movies, but I, I get it. But the actual note on my show notes after watching that trailer was just Star Trek Strange New Worlds trailer. Wow. I really enjoyed that. Like the the taking the original theme and yeah. like, you know, making it more of like a sweeping score. And speaking of sweeping, like all of these like establishing shots of different worlds and stuff. And like the the uh the voiceover monologue on there, it just it filled me with wonder. And I feel like that's what the original series was meant to do. Yeah, that's what Star Trek's supposed to do. It's supposed to fill you with wonder, feed your imagination, and, you know, present you with interesting, you know, philosophical questions mm-hmm. and quandaries and stuff and make you think as you watch it. And I think that's kind of what, like, Discovery was lacking for me. It was less thinking and more drama, action, drama, action. Yeah. People yelling at each other all the time. CW Star Trek explosion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if it's a if it's a bit more, you know, traditional Star Trek, I'd be stoked. Uh, and I, I like the look of the uniforms. Like, it's got a very classic look to it, which is nice. They do have some weird little shoulder pads. 
I saw a picture of the uh, the guy. Oh, they've got a new Captain Kirk coming in. Um, even though oh, it didn't really? show him in the trailer, yeah, I ended up just googling it because I wasn't sure if it was for Strange New Worlds or not. He was like in the timeline. He was around then. I think he's he's yeah. probably like a lieutenant or something. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, probably probably similar to the to the same age difference as uh as the first J.J. Abrams movie. I would imagine. You know, yeah. like he's a cadet, and you know, Pike can bring him on. Um, but I loved the, how there there was a, a shot or two that was like an alien world, and like like in one of them, like a kid was like raising up like a cutout. It looked like of the shape of the Enterprise, yeah. and it's like that's really interesting because to them, you know, even though isn't it the prime directive to like not interfere with anything or something with civilizations that are, you know, they have like a line of primitiveness. Oh, okay. So like, like you don't you don't go fucking with with don't teach them how to build pyramids that are that aren't ready to join galactic society. Oh, okay. So yeah, so the yeah, but like it was interesting seeing these children holding up things that were like re- representative of the Star Trek crew having been there. Or you know, yeah, it was, it was that'd be a it big effect neat. on your world. That'd yeah. be huge. Uh, I, I think the original line was warp capability. Like once once you achieved warp capability, they're like all right, cool, we'll let you know we're here. And oh, cool! I think that it got amended and changed a little bit through time. Like, I, I it's been a long time since I saw First Contact, which was the movie where they go over that. I really liked that movie. Like, I I, I wasn't a Star Trek kid, but like, well, as we already established, but that was the first movie that I really enjoyed because I was definitely a next generation person over oh, yeah. the original series. Yeah, same here. So yeah, I'm I you know there's a lot of Star Trek content coming out i don't know if they're just trying to keep up with the star wars oversaturation that's going on saying like hey don't forget about star trek we're back here too on paramount plus yeah but uh i think quality over quantity is always better but uh, i've heard good things about the that new animated series uh prodigy Prodigy, or lower decks prodigy that it's actually pretty good yeah i tried watching the first episode and I just, maybe it was my mindset in the moment, but I was just not into it at all. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a kid's show. Yeah. But, uh, I don't have Paramount plus and, uh, don't have any current plans on getting it. So I recently discovered that apparently I still have it. (laughs) How long have you been paying for it? (laughs) Uh, since we did an Adam's family episode, I, I do remember there was one time, like a couple months after that. Where I was like, wait, what the fuck? Why do I still have this? And But there was like something Angelina wanted to watch on there, so I kept it. And then you forgot about it again? Yeah. That's, that's I don't trap, think she man. watched it. That's the fucking trap. At least this one's only five bucks a month. That is better. Yeah, like I think I pay like 16, 17 bucks a month for HBO. But yeah, I think it's like going up to 20 bucks a month for Netflix. Yeah. Oh, and they floated like a a thing. I guess it's in Chile and somewhere else. Where commercials. They're gonna, no, where they're going to start charging people for sharing their password, which, you know, I get to a degree, yeah. but like, like, but it's, it's three bucks per shared password and then it's legit. So is it that they, they will only let you put it on a, a TV in a residence? Cause, cause like, yes. what, what if I wanted to pull it up on my laptop? What if I went to Netflix.com? Well, the devices is fine. Okay. As long, but I imagine they're doing it with IP addresses is how they could tell location. But then like, what if you are at a hotel Yeah. and you want to watch some Netflix? How do they? Or if I came over to your house because my TV was broken and I said, let's watch yeah. my Netflix. Or you're on a bus. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's, maybe you have to have the device registered 
at your home IP at some point. Yeah. So your friends that you share your password with could bring their TV to your house, register it there, and then go <laughs> back to their house. Hey, you know, if you're going to put that kind of effort into getting a, you sharing your Netflix, then yeah, saving, th- saving three bucks a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thomas Q uh, Netflix needs his money. Yeah, I hear they're running out. Speaking of uh, somebody with entirely too much money, Jeff Bezos, Lex Luthor himself, is now the owner of James Bond because Amazon bought MGM. Wasn't he already the owner of... Didn't he do that a while? Didn't he acquire... Like, this has been in the works for a while, right? No. Well, a while back, they were trying to buy the rights to the latest James Bond movie for like $300 million or something. Like, before it got a theatrical release. You won't sell me the rights? I'll buy your company, <laughs> yeah, you no jerks! Shit. Well, that, yeah, I, I think it was about a year ago where it was first announced that uh, that Amazon was trying to buy MGM, and it just had to go through all the legal channels, like when Disney bought Fox, you know, just okay. to make sure it wasn't a monopoly. Yeah. Um, well, they fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, but I, you know, they did their due diligence, and I think, you know, to a certain degree, it shows that Amazon Prime is serious about, you know, the entertainment game. I don't know, but... Well, yeah, I mean, I think I don't, I don't know if I had any doubts on that. I mean, there's just the... We're going to end up with, like, three companies that own everything. We pretty much do right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting for Disney or Amazon to just buy Netflix. Yeah, no kidding. It's probably not far off. All the big studios are going to strip Netflix of all their content. Netflix is going to be left with B-rate movies and their own content. And eventually, one of the big boys is going to walk up and offer them $10 billion, and they're just going to be like, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, let's get out. It is weird to me that that Discovery bought Time Warner. Seems so weird. Seems seems backward that like that the Discovery channel... Had enough money. To, well, hey, HGTV is more popular than you think. Yeah. Yeah. When I was dating a certain person, we watched a lot of those shows and a lot of them are entertaining. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I could not stop ridiculing. I think, I think at the time the show was called Kitchen Cousins. I was like, man, like they, there's no way somebody was in that meeting and didn't say like, how do you, how do you guys not see that this sounds like Kissing Cousins? I figured, I assumed that that was the joke, like that that was the the reason they called it that. I just don't get why they would want to associate with that sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe they're from the South and, uh, never mind. (laughs) We've already talked enough shit about the South today. Did you check out any Marvel books at the comic shop this week? No, this week was shockingly devoid of anything, uh, mainstream or I mean, from the big two, like there, I, I took a lot of chances on some like image series and a new dark horse book. I was in a one and uh, Odin was, he was like, Oh, have you seen the savage Spider-Man? And I was like, Oh, that looks interesting. Cause I hadn't heard of it. And it, uh, it's like a, a giant spider Spider-Man. I do remember seeing the cover for the first issue. Yeah. And so I was looking at the cover for the second one. I was like holding the book and uh, it looks pretty, it looked kind of cool. They didn't have the first one there, which is kind of bummed. I probably would have picked them both up. Cause I'm curious where that is the worst. Well, oh yeah, when they don't, yeah, yeah. yeah like, one, the first one's just not there, or you see like bummer. two, three, and four, and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give this issue a three, a three issue chance, and there's no number one. Yeah, that happens way too often. Which makes sense because they, you know, everyone's going to check out the first one. Yeah, but uh, I was holding the book and I was looking at it, you know, like at a forty five degree angle, and it like folded. 
Like it just flopped over like yeah, a like, pancake? Yeah. And, and I was like, this is fucking weird. And and I was looking at it and like the, the paper stock just seemed like it was it was a like cover. I mean, it was very super thin and just shitty. Thin and brittle and yeah. not even brittle, just uh, warpy. Yeah. Floppy. Yeah, just like, yeah, very malleable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like it makes a lot of noise when you shake it. <laughs> and uh and then the next day i was i was looking on uh like scrolling through news and there a bunch of people were complaining about i guess like maestro and a bunch of other like there's like six other books that people were like what the fuck is this and uh i, I guess marvel like tried to source some paper from somewhere else and uh, i don't know if they were trying to cut costs but people flipped the fuck out and i guess there's some titles coming out next week that are gonna be on that too because they were already gone to print but marvel's like sorry we're we're really sorry we won't do it again that's so weird i'm gonna have to give it a try because i mean just thinking about it right now when i have a comic book in my hands like i always have like a full hand support like in the center of the comic book yeah so like i don't even know how i would see that it flops over unless it's just like well, I didn't have fucking it open. Like, I was looking like, at the like cover. A, like a limp noodle. I, if, I imagine if it was open, it wouldn't have gone against the fold. Okay. But I had it, I was looking at the cover and like the spine just like blooped. Wow, that's floppy. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is, uh, this shouldn't happen. So it was on Savage Spider-Man. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek that out yeah, next time yeah, I'm at the comic out. shop. I, I heard it was also on Maestro and a few others. Okay. I don't remember what the other ones were though. But yeah, next time you're in the shop, see if you can find Savage Spider-Man number two and give it a good shake and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there. They're all in bags and boards. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, do not shake comics. <laughs> wow. So, Ben, uh, even though we haven't gone full bore into a big uh, The Batman talk, we had a decent one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but we were, we're, we're still trying to put together a, uh, a show with uh, Craig Perales of Last Call Productions to talk about the Batman. We'll have to see it again because it's it's all just slowly draining out of my head. As all knowledge does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except uh, the useless stuff. Like, oh, this actor was in this movie. <laughs> yep. I've got a lot of that. Um, but they released a, a uh, the, the deleted scene that was much spoken of. You know, when people saw the Batman, they saw that little tag at the end with, you know, the Joker talking to the Riddler in Arkham Asylum. You know, Matt Reeves had mentioned even like on the day of release, which was kind of a weird thing to do, like the release of the movie, you know, that there was a scene that was cut from the movie where Batman goes to consult with uh, with the Joker. Doesn't really spoil anything because that end scene they left in was completely inconsequential anyway. Yeah. If anything, it would get people excited for something more than was there. Yeah. So they, they released that whole scene. Like, it, it was fully produced and everything. Like, this, yeah. of course, just like the movie, the sound was great in there. There was, like, this ambient noise behind it all. Like, just like a, a low hum. I fucking loved it. Also, just like the movie, it was fucking dark. Yeah. They did not have to spend much money on backgrounds. I, I don't know if they had one. It was just <laughs> yeah. black. Yeah. Or blurred in the case of, yeah. uh, of Joker's side. So it's, it's Batman going in to consult the Joker, um, Hannibal Lecter style, you know, with, uh, with yep. Clarice, uh, trying to figure out what's going on with the Riddler. Um, there was a lot of talking, a lot of blurry Joker that showed a hideously scarred, disfigured Joker. Which explains to me, I don't know, I think I mentioned it when we talked about it. Like when that's, when I saw that scene in the movie, like, I, you know, he said something about a clown, and I was like, okay, it's going to be Joker. And then when they showed up the face, I was like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with his face? 
Like I like I thought it was too. I was like maybe that's two faced. Oh, that's right. You there. did mention that. And now I know why. Because for some reason, Joker's face is all fucked. Like, he's got like like scars all over the back of his head. Yeah, and, and his hands. And his mouth's and... all fucked up. See, and I I remember some people saying before this was released that Joker was supposed to have like a a uh, a like birth defect disfigurement that like sort of wrenched up the sides of his mouth into a smile or something. It looked like he was in a fire or some shit. He looked terrible. Well, I got to thinking. Oh well, first off, when we saw the Batman, I don't remember if I mentioned this in our in our mini review. I didn't even notice he was disfigured. Yeah, which is I d- weird. I, I definitely picked it up. Yeah, and everybody else did because I I was reading in all sorts of places. Like, wow, is it really that obvious? But he looks like a dude that was dropped in a big fucking vat of acid. I guess he's all bubbly, scarred. He's like skin. missing a bunch of his hair. Like, I mean, I get that that's his origin, but it's like you know. You don't need to make Bruce Banner look like a guy that was irradiated with gamma rays <laughs> either. You know, he doesn't have to be like need to be all cancer ridden and bald and yeah. shit. Like it's okay to have him just look like a normal guy and turn into the Hulk. You know, and I was just playing devil's advocate and um and speaking for them, you know, for their motivations. I hated it. Oh, I, I, I think it looks stupid as shit. I think it looks dumb as fuck. I think it was a great idea for them to cut that scene. Yeah. I'm really glad it wasn't in the movie because uh, it was awful. I didn't like that guy's Joker. Like, he had like a bit of a New Jersey accent, which was a little odd. It just didn't, he didn't sound like the Joker. His laugh, I hated the laugh in the, in the movie. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. I don't mind the laugh so much. It wasn't any fucking better in, the, in this thing. Um. I, and I don't really understand why he's consulting with the Joker either. Like, is he going to get a straight answer out of the Joker? Is he going to go there and the Joker's going to offer him some legitimate support in solving this case? If anything, he's going to harass Batman a little bit, laugh at him, and uh, say some shit, you know, to cause chaos. Like, he's more he's more likely to fuck things up than he is to make anything better. Yeah, or at least to mess with Batman. Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna add anything meaningful to this investigation. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, you know, and and I was watching um a video on uh, on the John Campia show, and they brought up some some interesting points that like with that scene in the movie, it does kind of make Batman a dum dum. Yeah, know, because he's not solving this. The guy's face in general, too, he seemed to have a very bottom-heavy face. And I don't know if it was just the blurriness, but he seemed to have, like, big chubby cheeks on the bottom. Yeah. Which is, you know, not that you have to look like comic book Joker, but uh, it's kind of the opposite of, like, Joker's head shape. He's usually got, like, a thin, pointy chin. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just want to see the fucking comic book Joker. Yeah, like, I want right? to see a comic book accurate Joker. If you're looking for a way to... to get a bit of both worlds like look at the arkham games yeah like he was a bit grotesque but he was clearly the joker and that's something that you could do with prosthetics the weird patchiness in his hair is like i didn't like that either like i I want a joker with a nice full head of green hair yeah i did like like when we were when we were actually watching the batman i liked that he had like the you know because it only showed like the top of his head and it was like tousled you know green hair and it reminded me of killing joke but, uh, yeah. Oh, I remember the other thing from, uh, from the Campia show was that Joker looks at like the, the top page or two of his whole like report thing. And he just like lays out everything that the Riddler is doing and why, like he, he has a perfect understanding. I mean, to that, I, I would imagine in not on screen time, Batman gave him time to read it and they just didn't want to have, you know, five minutes of the Joker thumbing through 
a file and going, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's what they were saying on on Campio. It was like, if he just had a line when he walked in and just said like, you know, did did you see the file or something like that? Or like, you know, what what do you think of the files I gave you rather than just passing it to him? He's all, hmm. I mean, I'm willing to assume they cut out the boring part there. Maybe they could add Batman like eating a sandwich and then... It cuts to the Joker real quick, looking at it, and then it cuts back to Batman, like, finishing the sandwich. Yeah, he's, so like, he's like, past. drinking a Capri Sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, eating the Oreo out of his Lunchable, yeah. now that he had all of his meat and cheese and crackers. All right, so here, somebody uh, somebody did a uh, a composite of the Joker's face and, you know, like, increased the definition and stuff. Um, based on on you know various shots like the like the best shots they put it together. Well, they had that last one where where you could finally see some of it clearly as it kind of like pans on his yeah. face. Yeah. Are you ready to see this? Uh, I hope not. You hope you hope you're I not hope ready I'm not to see ready. it. I am, but <laughs> I, I, I'd rather not. You be. wish you weren't. Yeah, that's uh, what the fuck. It looks gross. Like it just looks gross. It's a fucking mummy. Also, he's got big ass round nose for Joker. Yeah, I'm like I don't know who this. I don't know. It's all bubbly and weird. I said it before, like, I don't want to see Joker in, like, if he's going to do a series of these movies, I, I didn't really want to see Joker as a main villain anyway. Yeah. Uh, seeing his version of Joker, I definitely don't want to see Joker again. I'm okay yeah. being done with this version of Joker. Yeah, maybe we'll get three Jokers in the uh, in the next movie. I mean, like, there's not enough of him to really tell for sure, but I think, I'm, I don't know, I, I like this guy about as much as Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they both have uh, unconventional laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I remember seeing early rumors of uh, Barry. See, a lot of people are saying Keoghan and Kogan because it's like K-E-O-G-H-A-N. I would imagine it's just Keegan. Like, that's what I would guess. if Because it, it seems like one of those Irish uh, things where... I mean, well, then again, if it's Irish, it could be like Cone. Yeah, Kerfafen <laughs> or something. You're like, what the fuck? Um, but, you know, I remember seeing pictures of his face and just like, you know, just, well, whatever. Now I'm just being a fanboy. But like, you know, he's he's not who I would picture for the Joker just because just based on, on facial features. He was in Eternals, apparently. He looks like uh, fucking what's his name that plays Flash. Oh, <laughs> Ezra Miller? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. He's got a really thick neck for Joker, too. Yeah. Oh, he didn't sound like Joker, look like Joker. Uh, I bet he didn't smell like Joker either. <laughs> so. What would he taste like? <laughs> now, you know who he reminded me of when I was watching it? Even though it's, you know, heavy prosthetics. For some reason, he just reminded me of Christopher Mintz Plas, who played uh, McLovin. <laughs> I can see Made that. me think that it was McLovin under there. Uh, super bad to, to those kids out there. I mean, that movie probably came out like 15 years ago now. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Weird. I saw an article that I thought was kind of interesting uh, and, and gave me the impression that uh, apparently Dolly Parton sometimes has imposter syndrome too, which is insane to think of. Whoa. But kind of like heartening because she uh, she turned down a nomination to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she didn't she thought there was more deserving people and that, you know, She's not, you know, she's not really rock and roll and there's some great people being nominated. You can go ahead and just take my name off the list. Look, if Shauna and I isn't getting in, then (laughs) then I shouldn't be. Which is nuts. It shows that, you know, she doesn't think that uh, 
she deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is insane. And uh, that uh, she's humble enough to just be like, nah, let these guys take it. It's cool. Which is nuts, because Dolly Parton is, she's a fucking gem. I think that is an interesting discussion, though, because she's not wrong if she says what she does is not rock and roll. But you look at who, who all is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, here, hold on. Let me pull this up, because I, I've got the list of the other nominees here. See, I feel like the closest analogy to like her would, would possibly be like Elvis, who dabbled in in other No, he was definitely more rock and roll. He was really influential. But like, I mean, country Hall of Fame, 100%. Like, I'm sure oh, she's, she's already, already in, in there. Yeah. yeah. She's probably been in there for a couple decades. It, well, yeah, but here's the thing. The uh, country's American roots music. I mean, it's that and, the you know, the blues mm-hmm. and rock and roll. I mean, they're all very intertwined at the base. But I mean, here's the other people that are being nominated. Beck, Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, Devo, Duran Duran, Eminem, The Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fela Kute, MC5, The New York Dolls, Raging Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, A Tribe Called Quest, and Dionne Warwick. That's a lot. I didn't realize they they nominate yes. that many people. That's a how huge many, amount. And how many people get in per year? I Like five, three? I don't know. Uh, I Maybe it's everybody that gets voted for. I don't know if like one person like edges another out well, or I know, I know, I know some people, have, like, uh, who was it? It was either like Sticks or, no, not Sticks, maybe Boston. I don't know. One of those like seventies rock bands that sound like a few others were, were nominated like three times before actually getting in. Oh. Five to seven are chosen. They, oh, they, you have to get 50% or more of the total vote. So all of them could get in. It sounds like, but you need to get, is it just like a yes or no? And they have a committee. Oh no. Hold on. So the nominee, ugh, it doesn't say, hold on. let's get into the nitty gritty and then after this let's talk about the oscars let's really dig into what's going on with that fuck it i'm not doing that although real quick did you hear about that fucking rachel ziggler shit the lead from west side story which is being nominated as best picture didn't get invited to the oscars even though she's nominated even though the film is nominated and she's the star and then she, wow. like, called them up and was like, hey, can I come? And they're like, no. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it caused such a big hoopla what? that uh, the Academy went back on it and they made her a presenter of some kind because there was such backlash. That's fucking insane. She must have pissed somebody off. I mean, meanwhile, like. Uh, like, you didn't blow Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> You're not allowed to come. Of course, not him. It'll be someone that hasn't been canceled yet. Yeah. So it looks like maybe one really? person gets in and you have to, I don't know. It's not clear. It says the, the nominees with the highest vote. So I don't know if they're calling you know, cause it's like a band using the plural there, mm-hmm. but you have to get at least 50%. And if you get the highest, you get in. So maybe only one of them gets in. I mean, I guess that would make sense if, if, uh, if they're doing like the big performance and it's a big celebration, but I mean, I can tell you right now, Dolly Parton's a hell of a lot more rock and roll than Eminem or A Tribe Called Quest. Fucking Eminem. Like, I mean, please. I mean, I think I like both of those guys, but they are they're, they're not even remotely rock and roll. Yeah, like they're they're stretching it, but I would buy it for like a Lionel Richie. Yeah, yeah. You know? At least it's more rock influenced. Yeah, there were a lot of names on that list, flying fast and furious, but there was several that should not even beyond that can you can you uh name it again yeah do you have it in front of you beck yes pat benatar yeah hater but she's definitely rocking she is kate bush 
I don't even know who that is. I've heard the name. Devo. Yeah. Uh, Duran Duran. Yeah. Yeah. Eminem. No. The Eurythmics. I guess. I know one of their songs at all. I know a couple from Mormon dances, but yeah. Like Annie Lennox is, I mean, if Duran Duran's going to get in, then I guess it's not too much of a stretch for Annie Lennox. Judas Priest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fela Kuti. No idea. He's, it's like, um, not Afropop. Uh, God damn. Like the stuff that Paul Simon got into and started, you know. Oh, I have no idea. Can't remember which country he's from, but he's a big African pop musician. Okay. Pop's not really the right word for it. It's got a. Is rock and roll the right word for it? No. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, MC5. No idea. It's old punk rock band. Oh, okay. Uh, New York Dolls. Yeah. Another old punk rock band. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, of course. Lionel Richie. Yeah. Carly Simon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm I'm actually surprised she's not in yeah, there. Yeah, right? Tribe Called Quest and, nah. and Dionne Warwick. Yes, that's kind of a stretch, too. I am not entirely sure I know who Dionne Warwick is. She's like like some R&B, like, or like 70s. Disco? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of what my brain was leaning towards. Oh, jeez. I don't know any of her hits, but yeah. Disco-esque? She's, she's like same era, I believe, as like Diana Ross. And, yeah. and, or, you know, like Anytime I hear her name, I think of Warwick Davis. And uh, I don't think he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either. <laughs> you don't think of Wicked E. Warwick? Okay, Dion Warwick. Oh, shit. Nope, I was totally wrong. Hey, look, I get to, I get to correct yeah, myself again. Um, that's what friends are for. I don't know what that is. Oh, come on. That's what friends are for. In good times, in bad times, I'll be okay. on your side. Not rock and roll. Sounds like a 70s TV show intro. I'll never love that way or this way again. Walk on by. Oh, yeah. Okay. From, from 1964. Yeah. Walk on by. Okay. Do you know the way to San Jose? Oh, shit. Do you know the way to San Jose? <laughs> I'll never fall in love. Yeah. Okay. Eh. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of a stretch. So anyway. Uh, Quite the tangent. But they rejected her rejection in any case and said, no, you're still, <laughs> you're still on the ballot. Eat shit, Dolly Parton. <laughs> we don't believe, we, we don't believe your <laughs> argument. We're not buying it. You might get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame and you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Though if she does, she might not accept it still because uh, apparently she also turned down two presidential medals of freedom. Because uh, her husband was ill and uh, she didn't want to travel. And she's like, nah, I don't, don't bother. Don't bother with me. American treasure. <laughs> Holy shit. Dolly sweetheart. Parton. Love Dolly Parton. Her heart's as big as her boobs. <laughs> That's why they stick out so far. Just because of her big yeah, heart. It's actually just two hearts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel weird saying that. Oh, I feel like I was disrespectful to Dolly, right? Right when I was trying to trying to praise her. All right. I've got something on my notes here. Just as my last little bit. I wrote it as, do I love Ben more than my fiance? Of course. <laughs> so something weird happened to me the other day, and I'm going to act like I'm telling you this story like you weren't involved in it. So I was driving to the gas station, and I was looking through like a little grass field right behind the gas station I was going to, and I saw a person walking with a hoodie, like with the hood pulled up over their head, walking through the field. I'm watching them, and as... I'm driving like 40 miles an hour. There's a power pole that crosses my field of vision between the two of us. And they just fucking disappear. Just like in a fucking horror movie or something where somebody's going insane. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Glitch in the matrix. 
I pulled into the parking lot real quick and like immediately called Ben, not my fiance, <laughs> and uh, and ran out to like the field behind there to see if there was a person walking through there because they just straight up disappeared uh, from my field of vision. And uh, Ben kind of talked me through it and we were throwing around all, all sorts of uh, fun ideas about time travel. And that, that would have been really cool. I was really hoping that you saw yourself walking through the field and you'd walk out into the field and you'd see your car drive by and disappear behind the lamppost. That was my favorite theory. That would have been so fucking awesome. You know and what I should Still terrifying, I think. I think like if that had happened, then you'd be like, oh, fuck, something, <laughs> something's really happening, happening now. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I'm a paranoid person. I've got a very active imagination. So all of a sudden I was wondering like, oh, shit, like, did I just see something I shouldn't see? And are are the fucking engineers of this this <laughs> construct going to come after me? What I was just thinking now though is like I should go out there like tomorrow afternoon and put on a hoodie and, yeah, and put the hood on by. and walk through the field. If it was time travel. It could have been any time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it could have been me in 30 years. Which so if ah oh, though if you went there and you're walking it would mean in the since you're future you now at some point you'd have to you would travel back in time, and that's where you go back to the futures when you walk across that, the pole. Unless you go into the field and walk backwards, John, and maybe you'll walk back in time and appear on the other side of the wall. I don't know. <laughs> um, it was cool, and it was weird. And then I ended up seeing a turkey really far away that may or may not have been what I saw initially, but I don't, I, I really don't think so. Turkey feathers are so round. Like, this had a clear peak. And a lot a shorter head. than people. Yeah. Maybe it was three granted, turkeys standing well, on top the, of each other. the hill is raised a little bit from the street level there. But still, like, and you'd have to drop his feathers so quickly at the exact moment a power pole and is then, like, crossing my field of vision. Or something, too. Or, like, run away. Yeah. To disappear, so... It was time travel and or ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And apparently- Or in the Matrix. Yeah, when I told my sister that yesterday, she's like, you know our family like sees things, right? I was like, oh. Sees things as in ghosts or as in you're crazy? No, like like the supernatural. Like yeah. my dad living in a haunted house and my aunt, or you know, my uncle claiming to be taken up by aliens. And my, so maybe we are just crazy. My aunt thinking she was royalty in a previous life. Oh, what a bummer that is. Yeah. Downgrade. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, me with my current haunted house. Don't you talk to me like that? I was a queen in a former <laughs> life. Yeah, she said something about, like, walking into, like, a courtyard in Europe one time or something and just, like, having, like, a vision of of being royalty there People at some washing point. her feet. <laughs> but that is all to say that I was in fear for my life. To a low level, and I called you instead of my fiance. You were definitely, like, I wouldn't say a panic, but you were in an excited state for sure when you called. That was, I mean, can you imagine, like, actually having that experience? Like, like it's one thing to see something out of the corner of your eye and you look and there's nothing there. It's like, okay, maybe I just had a weird floater or a trick of the light. But I am looking at this fucking thing, walking through a field and it passes by and dis disappears, just like in a fucking movie when somebody's standing, you know, on uh, across the street and a bus passes by and they're gone. And that's eerie. Like, this really happened. At some point, you're going to turn around and it's just going to be standing right behind you, staring at you. Oh, I'm, ooh, yeah. 
I mean, walking through, like you were talking me through this. Like it was, it was weird. Like at first I didn't want to walk into the field. <laughs> I think if, if you weren't talking to me, you probably wouldn't have walked into that field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the grass really wasn't that high. I mean, and it wasn't thick either. You know, it wasn't like, like a wheat field, you know, so it, it was just some like foot tall grass. And like, I felt like I could see everything. So I had to just sort of walk through to see if there wasn't some ditch where a person was laying like maybe dead maybe just taking a nap because the grass looked inviting and it was a nice warm day like maybe they just wanted to take a nap but <laughs> there was nobody there so there we go you got recommendations i do what do you got again i've, I've got two so I'll, I'll do these fairly quickly uh the first one's a video game mm -hmm. on my phone and it's uh it's mildly entertaining it's a good one to pass the time and it's kind of ridiculous it's called war tortoise Okay. And you're a mouse on top of a tortoise and it's walking really slow and being attacked by like crabs and cockroaches and rats all equipped with guns. And so you're on top of this tortoise and you, you basically, it's like a, well, yeah, it's a war tortoise. It's almost like a, uh, it's kind of an idle game because you could put it on auto and just let it go, which is insane. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Uh, but people do. Well, these stupid kids love watching videos of other people playing video games yeah so why not watch a video of the video game playing the video game that you are playing yeah you don't want to play the video game but it's kind of like a rail shooter otherwise where like you're guiding a gun around and you got special abilities and you can upgrade all your shit it's actually surprisingly entertaining like i played it for a couple hours the other night and it's got a uh i found it, it has a fishing mini game because why not and it's yeah. and it's got like an adventure mode where you get to get off the tortoise and you like run around and shoot at people but it's uh, it's I mean it's well made. It's got like it's got pretty good graphics, and uh, it is it doesn't ask you for money all the time. It's nice, and it it like it has ads occasionally, but you can skip almost all of them. It's like you know, like if you want a bonus thing, watch this ad. Like it doesn't f force them down your throat constantly. And for like a dollar ninety nine, you can just make ads go away entirely. That's good. Which is uh, legit. Yeah. Sometimes it's like. Four ninety nine, and I'm like, and sometimes I'll pay it. Yeah, I paid the dollar ninety nine because I was like, all right, you know, I'm enjoying this game, and you only get ads like you'll get a reward, and it'll be like, watch this ad to get this reward, and then you got to watch a thirty second ad, and you come back, and it only happens at the end of rounds, which can go, you know, twenty minutes. So mm -hmm. they, they're pretty sparse as it is, and then if you pay the money, you just get all all the rewards without having to do anything. Yeah. Like when you earn a reward, you just get it. You don't have to watch a video. And it's like, all right, fuck, that's worth it. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty fun. Now, are you talking about War Tortoise 1 or War Tortoise 2? Oh, I didn't even know there was a sequel. Apparently there is on iOS. <laughs> and this is not the game that I expected. I was expecting something a lot more flat, like a metal slug, oh, no. like moving this sideways. Is fully 3D. Uh, like, like I said, it probably uses Unity or something. I mean, it's fully, fully rendered. Like I said, the graphics are good. It's, uh, it was a lot more game than I thought it was. Like I saw the picture of a tortoise with a cannon on its back and, and the name War Tortoise. I was like, <laughs> that looks dumb. I'll, I'll try that. I mean, when you said you played for a couple hours one night, like that's pretty gnarly for a mobile game. Yeah. Yeah. I was just sitting on the couch and uh, Annie was watching bad TV and I was playing a silly video game. I, I would have been playing Elden Ring, but she had the TV. Well, speaking of your wife and TV, uh, I recommended a TV show for her. That That is my actual recommendation. I'm only a couple episodes in, but I've got such a good feeling about this show. The first two episodes were really great. It's on HBO Max. It's called Minx. It's a new show um, about... Like the, like the furry thing you make coats out of? I think that's a mink. 
Yeah, but this so is would be of two of them would be two minks. They would be minks, or but that is X. not what this is. Yes, it's an X. Okay, and, and it's more like Austin Powers. I bet she shags like a minx, like or like oh, you little minx, you know, like a a um a sultry woman. Yes, yeah, like ooh, playful and fucking like I could see Jeff Goldblum like calling somebody a minx, or or maybe even being somewhat of a minx himself just like oh you coy little thing there oh i'm gonna get you sitting on a table with his shirt open yeah you know what let me let me look up the definition right now (laughs) just in case i'm entirely wrong like with dion warwick and whatever the other one was Mink's definition, an impudent cunning or boldly flirtatious girl or young woman yes yeah that that is exactly what it is um but this movie is uh is about sorry not movie series is about a woman, uh, it's in the 70s, and this woman is very, um, she is a full-blown feminist who, who, you know, is trying to take down the patriarchy, or, you know, she wants to start a magazine that's uh, called... Minx. No, shit. It's called, like, I don't know, some, like, some really harsh-sounding, like, female empowerment title. Um, You know, it's totally, like off-putting even to the general public like it's just like militantly like a feminist magazine men straight a lot magazine <laughs> um fuck i have to look it up because <laughs> i don't i don't want to get this wrong i feel like i'm just being derogatory against feminists it's one that sounds like like an angry feminist rather than somebody who's trying to speak to to normal people about you know ideals um, and now it's my not phone, a, not a feel good title. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, uh, the, the trailers show this much. She more or less ends up, uh, getting into the nudie mag business. Uh, but it's like male nudity. So they're sort okay. of, they're sort of twisting her idea into like, okay, let's exploit males rather than, you know, female nudie mags. And I mean, this show is really well-written and well-acted in the first couple episodes, but wiener warning. Yeah, like, l- loads of dongs? There's a bunch of wieners. Like, no, like, you, I've noticed you got a trend on your recommendations here. I know. Well, no. I, what, what's <laughs> Lots of penises, John. What's interesting is that, you know, like I, I, was, I was reading something about like this, this new revolution that HBO uh, Max seems to be spearheading between Righteous Gemstones and this, and there was one other show that I haven't watched that they brought up. Oh, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But it's almost like commentary for this TV show. You know, they're, they're saying like females have been exploited in magazines in the show. So it's time to exploit males. Yeah. And it's kind of what HBO Fuck Max yeah. is doing. They're like, hey, you know what? Let's throw some dongers in there. Because why not? If the people want dinguses, give them dinguses. Yeah. And it's interesting because like. The initial knee-jerk reaction, just because of how we were raised and the time we were raised in and everything is, is just to be like, Ugh! I mean, plus wieners are ugly. Like even, wieners even, are ugly. Even women can agree to that. Like wieners are weird looking. They live in a weird neighborhood too. <laughs> they got those fucking balls right next door. That's your fucking backdrop. That doesn't make anything any better at all. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if, if, if you know, there's no landscaping going on there. It was the 70s. I doubt there is. (laughs) There isn't. Plus, I mean, that also hides the fact that it's a bunch of prosthetic wieners they're putting on people. Oh, really? They're not even real wieners? Oh, just in the show, you don't think they're real wieners? I think the the featured wieners are not real wieners. Oh, yeah, because there's like an actual actor that you know who they are. And it has to look a certain way. 
You know, they, like if, when Tom Hanks comes on, he's he's not going to show you. His <laughs> yeah, but there is a there's a bunch of wieners. But yeah, I I don't know. Like I I hit a point to where I was just like, oh, like the, this is funny. It's more like looking at it in like in like an artist's point of view or something, where it's it's not something to be like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, it's a wiener. Yeah, it's just a wiener. Whatever. I'm not scared of wieners. Plus, the the like, it's there for a reason. You know, I'm not just watching a Turkish bath with a bunch of dudes like just sitting around talking about sports with their wieners hanging out. Like, if people want to enjoy gratuitous wieners, fucking go for it. <laughs> yeah, why not? I've enjoyed plenty of gratuitous boobs in my time. That if they're, <laughs> if people's thing is gratuitous wienerdom, have at it, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And you know what? There's also boobs in the show, so. Something for everyone. It's got, it's got some balance. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, it's really... Where's all the labia at, John? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We're not fully European yet. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so that's my recommendation. The show Minx. Um, I'll follow up once I've watched more episodes. Angelina and I, you know, that's become... Uh, that Or that became yesterday our, our new show to watch. We're all out of trash TV. We just finished off Top Chef. I take it you don't watch that with the kid. No, we do not. Uh, what about you? What do you recommend? Well, my second recommendation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which I did have one, so Whoa, I totally forgot. I, I just, <laughs> I had a good my, segue. Yeah, I saw yeah. my opening. I was like, here we go. Um, and I, I'm only three issues into it. Uh, it's a comic uh, by, oh, fuck. I guess I should have prepped for this. Does it have wieners? I don't think so. It had I hope boobs. That, I hope that silence doesn't get deleted. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, long, thoughtful silence. I just had to make sure. I don't believe it did, but um, it did have boobs in it. Okay. Not interested. <laughs> My tastes have changed. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it. I said the name already, right? I'm thrown off now without nope. the tape. Okay, it's called "Until My Knuckles Bleed" by uh, Victor Santos. Okay. He did a, a comic called Polar. That apparently was made into a Netflix movie. Haven't heard of either of them, but uh, yep, I know his name. I remember the comic book. I didn't read it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a Netflix movie with Mads Mikkelsen in it. Was so, oh wow, that's cool. So maybe I'll check that out. But it, you know, it's a one man show. He's he's writing it, drawing it, you know, coloring it, like doing everything himself. Mm -hmm. The premise just kind of struck me as cool. It's basically like there's uh, uh, like an old washed up '90s extreme superhero. You know, like from like the image days, like where everything was, was nineties comic books. His name was like blood knife strike. Uh, his name, I think he was damager. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's like that, but like now like they don't need those guys anymore and he's kind of washed up. So he's like a bouncer at a strip club and, uh, some shady shit goes down. Like where I've gotten into issue three, like some shady shit goes down and he's like, all right, I need to start cracking some fucking skulls again. And, uh. And so, like, at issue three, it looks like it's about to get into some, like, like the real meat and potatoes of the action. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's well-written. I like the characters it's got in it. I like the portrayal of the aged-out superhero, really, mm -hmm. kind of, like, sent out to pasture. Because um, you don't you don't always get that. Like, a lot of the time, they, you know, they're just eternally there. Like, yeah, they're like Simpsons. Superman yeah. will forever be, exactly. like, 33. Yeah. So uh, it's fun to kind of see, you know, the real world effect of that. And like I said, it's well written. It, I like the the art's good. It's got kind of a Frank Miller Sin City style mm -hmm. to it. The fourth one's coming out soon, and uh, if it gets into some good head cracking action, uh, I will I will definitely keep following it. Damn! All right, 
Yeah, I remember seeing his work before. Like he reminded me of like a more like gritty, loose Darwin Cook in yeah, a way, like yeah. like an animated style with like thick yeah. brush strokes. Very much. Yeah, a little scratchier. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, we did it. We did. You're right. Um, so if you want to let us know how we did today or uh whatever, anything. Uh, hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com, or you can find us on the social media's Facebook Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram at Geeksploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplore Pod, or what would be the best way to do it is to call us at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Leave us a message. Uh, talk to us about something, anything, uh, or nothing. You know, just... Uh, Call in and make a fart noise if you want. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to talk to you about your fart noise, but... Um, I mean, make a lot of fart noises. Like, if you have an entire conversation in fart noises, we'll probably play it on the show. Yeah, I've always said that's the last thing I want to hear before I die. I, I want to hear a fart noise and then <laughs> laugh and then expire. Um, but do it. You know, we'll give you life advice. We'll give you relationship advice. We will tell you just what you should do uh, with your adult years. We'll take no responsibility for you actually doing it. Oh, yeah. No, fuck no. That is on you. Yeah. If you fuck it up, that's on you. And if you enjoyed today's show, uh, go give us a review on um, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And we are part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. And our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Until next time. Bye-bye. Eat shit. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.